welcome to this brand new podcast brought to you by Haynes Oliver Limited. We call it Management Ramblings. So welcome back uh, to the podcast, Management Ramblings. Uh, today I'm talking to Glenn Butler. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Hello. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Super. You? So Yeah, I'm really, really well, thanks. Um, so Glenn and I have worked together for, oh, well, on and off for probably about 15 years, is it? Yeah, it must be 15 years now, yeah. I know clearly neither of us are old enough to have been working for that long. Um, but uh, for anybody that knows us, you'll absolutely know that we definitely look like we've, um, we're, we're old enough. So we've, we've worked together, like I say, in different roles for uh, on and off for about 15 years. And along that journey, we've had some very interesting uh, managerial challenges that, um, that we've embarked on solving, either independently or, or, or actually quite often uh, together as well. So today, we, we wanted to just talk to you about um, seeing things from another person's point of view. Um, and Glenn's got some, some really good anecdotes of some challenges that he's faced in the past that actually he still uses uh, to this very day. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, Glenn, um, seeing things from another's point of view, that's, um, that's, that's an interesting thing to talk about. So what is it, what is it you've got? Well, it's, as you say, it's something that I use probably on a daily basis, uh, certainly every weekend. After you, David, all your fault. Um, you might remember you bought me an audio book about 10, 10 years ago uh, and taught me some, it was a Stephen Covey um, book and it taught me about seeing things from other people's point of view. My generosity has died off over the years, to be fair, Glenn, but no, it's nice that <laughs> I did that for you. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I read it and Stephen Covey was talking about paradigms and a really good example uh, about seeing things from other people's point of view. So that always sticks in, in, in my mind. But when you've got an example that's happened to you personally and you felt the emotion uh, and the impact and you really start to understand things from other people's point of view, then, well, that's the one, that's the one that you remember. So just, just, just explain, so what is a paradigm? I believe the, the paradigm, my understanding, is that it's we, we'll all see the world from our own point of view. Okay. So you and I might see the same situation. We were there together, but your impression of what happens uh, could be very different to, to, to my own. Is that indicating that I'd be right and you'd be wrong? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you could indicate that. <laughs> and there is a, but I there, appreciate your point of view. And there is a paradigm in itself. Sorry, I interrupted. No, and another thing you've done at uh, my personal one-to-one, -one, which I use, is you, you drew a number six, uh, or certainly it looked like a number six to me, but you were on the opposite side of the table, so it was a number nine. So, you know, we were both right, but um, we, we saw it very, the same situation, very, very different. Yeah, good example. So, um, I mean, the, the one thing that really uh, sticks in my mind was, was quite powerful, uh, and I've done a, a training course, probably only five, six, seven of us on this course, um, and, and a guy had he'd actually flown over from Germany for three days to deliver this this training, and it was quite significant because our job roles were um, they were dependent on it. Mm. The, the job role was going to change drastically, and we literally had three days to capture what we needed to do uh, because the next week that that was us we were out there, we were out doing it. So it was fairly significant, uh, you know, really important training that we were being offered. And 
Part the, and, and what became clear probably early on was that there was going to be a lot of information. And fairly early on, my brain was like, okay, can't remember all of this. Don't need to remember all of it. Take some notes, ask some questions, move on to the next bit because the trainer clearly is going to go through this like literally line by line. Not going to remember it all. Yeah. Don't need to. But next week, sure as hell, when I go out to deliver it myself, that's really when I'm going to learn. So these notes are, are, are critical. So that's kind of early on. That's how I was dealing with it in my own mind. That feels like quite that feels like quite a pressured situation. So knowing that knowing that the job that you're that you're doing um, is going to have some significant changes, and you're about to be. Uh, for, for want of a better phrase, injected with a lot of information. And did you say that you then had to go and actually deliver um, deliver that content yourself shortly after, did you say? Yeah, absolutely. So the very the, the, the very next week, the whole team would have been spread out throughout the, throughout the UK. Right. Um, and as I say, my brain's thinking, and that's when I'll, I'll really learn. Um, but yeah, a significant amount of pressure. If I remember correctly, we might have been... Um, the alternative might have been redundancy. I think it was the end of a contract, and it's kind of this is what we can do to secure the contract. So yeah, the pressure, um, the, pre- as I say, the pressure would have been um, potential been, potential um, redundancy never adds pressure to a situation. Surely, that <laughs> actually sounds like a nightmare. So, so yeah, so a lot of information. Um, people within the room clearly um, dealing with it differently, and 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 I'm, I, I observe something, but clearly from my point of view, as I do my paradigm. That the, the two of my colleagues to my left, um, after probably an hour or two, lot, a lot of them, <clears throat> they appeared to me that they weren't paying attention. Um, I could see the trainer was getting frustrated, but probably a little bit too polite to mention anything at this stage. But I kind of I had my own information. I've got to capture this, take my own notes, but I can't help ignore that the people to my left, they don't appear to be paying attention. The, the missing key information. Um, I'm looking to the guy on my right, and he's picked up on it. And we're thinking, what 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 are these guys doing? The, at one point, they've opened the laptop, um, and I, and and it was it was probably well, not probably, it was definitely quite an awkward situation to be in, because from our point of view, these two people appeared to not pay attention and missing uh, missing key information. And actually, that's probably not an unusual situation um, in a work environment where, you know, you've got multiple different people in a team. Um, you've got a clear you've got a clear view yourself on what's going on. Um, it's hard to not, I guess, informally pass judgment on what other people are or aren't doing. Or even it makes you worry about whether whether you're getting it right why, why aren't I doing what they're doing? You know, am I missing something? And I think you fit the nail on the head there because if we don't appreciate um, other people's paradigms and, and seeing it from their point of view, that's exactly the, the, the you know the concerns that it can it can bring. So anyway, we get to a uh, we get to a natural coffee break. Uh, I turn to the, the, the colleague who was to my right and just sort of run my <clears throat> my understanding past him. Should we say something? This is awkward. Why they're not paying attention? So we decided, yeah, the right thing to do would be to would be to feed back to them or uh, certainly ask them why they weren't paying attention. 
Um, so we did that. And um, what we learned was the way that the, the, these two gentlemen, they wanted so much information. They wanted to know every little detail where we had kind of moved on to cover that later. But they actually felt really uncomfortable to the point that they, yeah. they were missing further information. But to them, getting the detail on that last little bit that came was the most important thing. And when they opened the laptop, what they're actually doing is they were doing their own searches. They right. were making further notes. You know, they were trying to learn on what had been already covered. But only at that point did we realise um, how uncomfortable it must have been for, for, for those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you've got so you've got this situation where so did you say that you fed back to them that you know that from your perspective that they weren't paying attention or seemingly paying yeah, attention? Yeah, just give them, them that, give them that, them that feedback. feedback to, um, it was a it was a little while ago now. Um, so from what I can recall, it would have been along the lines of, "Guys, what are you playing at? <laughs> Every, everything all right?" It was you know it was plainly just an awkward scenario for everybody. Yeah, I can well imagine. I can well imagine. So what was the, I think they were, so they were it almost felt like about? a lifeline. I think um I, I think they were glad because had we not have had that conversation and the feedback because I think what the output was we had to speak to the trainer to explain explain what was going on. Um but I think it, it, in the long run it did actually help those guys because we could slow it down, we could ask some questions, we could say, Look, we can always cover that in, in the meeting later, let's get let's get out there. So it worked out for the better, but I think they were, those guys were as surprised as we were because they would have been wondering, well, how the hell are you ready to move on when we've got all of these unanswered questions? So you you, you touched upon there, you know, that they were um, they were seeking more detail, you know, and and maybe even googling stuff to to build their own uh, their own notes. Clearly, that's indicating you know different character types and different team dynamics, which is probably a conversation for uh, for for another for another podcast around uh, around how we deal with that. But so where 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 did it go with regards to the you know the paradigm piece? So where so where, where, where so that obviously sticks with me. That's something I like. I'll always remember, see, from other people's point of view, because it was total opposite opposite paradigms. But I remember um, it was only a number of weeks after that we got to know the new team better and understood each other. But I'd been set a project to, it came up with uh, like a board game. We had some money to spend before the end of the financial year. And it was a case of, here's a message that's come from head office. Can you come up with a, an activity or coaching um, tool we can use? So, And we had a, a fair amount of money to spend. So, actually came up with a, a board game and okay. the whole point of the, board, the whole point of the board game is that people's days can can change so for example you might be dealing with somebody in the morning they seem quite in a rush they've got a train to catch they don't want too much detail um till later but when you catch up with that person three o'clock in the afternoon and something's happened in in their day they've spoken to a colleague something's happened on the news you know whatever whatever that might be don't assume it needs to be fast-paced and they don't need as much information now. And and that's what the game was about. Things things change. You might think that you know your customer, your colleague, your clients, but um, things can change. So we came up with this board game uh, and there were some dice. You would roll the dice and it would have a different situation. So how would you react to that? It could be the new COVID uh, figures for the day. It could be the snow warning for tomorrow. Uh, someone's had to leave early because the school's closed. Whatever it might be, through in a different a different. All of those real life challenges that come up. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and of course you could put anything on those dice. Uh, the, you know, the point is how you react. And I was really excited. Uh, I would be biased, but it was a very good game uh, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of money um, of, of the client's money, so it had to be good. And we had the prototype, and it was about to go to print, and we would practice at our team meetings and all the rest of it. And to be honest, the um, the excitement had gone towards the end. I started getting involved with other projects. I passed that over to somebody else. And, and the gentleman who previously was to my left that I thought wasn't paying attention, so I got to know him, um, offered to help me finish this task. I think I had to write the instructions so we could then get it out. You know, very, very important, or else the game wouldn't work. But to me, uh, not being a complete finisher, that was the that was the boring bit for me. Look, there's something new and shiny over there. I'll go and do that. He was the detailed person that said, okay, how many players? What? How do you position it? How do you earn points? Where we're trying to, to go with this? And and he did it. He did a good job and we rolled it out. And, and it was quite a quite a fun tool. I think it's still being used now. Um, but he said to me, he said, how, how the hell did you even think about that game in the first place? And my initial response was, how the hell did you finish it? <laughs> that was the boring bit to me. I just was onto the next project. And that mm. cemented the whole thing for me that had I not have understood how he worked, he would have been a difficult person, to, in my opinion. But right. sure as hell, I would have been a difficult person for him had I not have, uh, had we not have identified how different we were. The different characteristics that, uh, that generally do have a little bit of rub against each other. So it's interesting. So if I hear those words now, if I hear anybody say they're dif- they're difficult, aren't they? My first reaction is, I don't say this, but I'm thinking they think you're just as difficult. If you're managing what you think is a difficult person, yeah. how are they going to feel uh, about you? Let's establish that first before you you try to push your own, own point of view. Yeah, I, I I absolutely get that. Okay, so so Glenn, you you mentioned before about um, not being a complete a complete finisher, um, and we said about um, you know different character traits, and you kind of see this dynamic playing out within a team. So what what um, what was it you meant by being a complete or not being a complete finisher? Yeah, so that was uh, in the same job actually. I explained one of the activities we did in a meeting so you get the questions you fill it in gives you a profile and you can obviously relate to it helps you understand each other uh, and i think i came out as red um particularly under pressure time scale pressures and, and that's how i was believe i was wrapping on that written of course i was red top level information don't need all the detail unless uh, i'm problem solving or interviewing somebody etc but that's fine i can i can move on i can close the gaps later the other person or the other people were identified as being blue. Uh, and what blue meant was, uh, well, I'll tell you the activity, actually. We were set a task to write a, an invite to a birthday party. Um, so a red person, top-level information, that's fine. We'll ask questions if you want to know more. So we actually wrote an invite that was, um, Dave, party at mine, 8 o'clock, bring some drinks. And that's absolutely fine. Because if you want to know more information, your last text message is absolutely fine. And I know what it is. I only need to know there's free beer. I only need to know that. Bit. I'm already there. Uh, and the blue people, uh, <laughs> as an example, would be 
you know, we need to get a formal letter. It needs to have a title on the letter so they can initially understand where we're going. Probably will have a formal title, but they'll want to know the date. They'll want to know the time. Well, how many drinks should I, should I bring? Can I bring a partner? That information is going to need to be going to be in there. Any particular gift list that you want? Um, this is on a Sunday. Are the buses and trains running on a Sunday? So just we just got loads of information into this letter. <laughs> but then, of course, we swapped and we give the blue people the red letter and the red people the blue letter to see how they see how they responded. So this, so this sounds like, uh, I mean, because there's lots of different um, different personality profiles, and there's certainly several that use uh, that use colours to describe the different characters. But it sounds sounds like it might have been a Myers Briggs survey or something yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, I think that's the one. Uh, okay, and and do they do they actually within the Myers Briggs? Is that where the complete finisher element came in? Because I've heard of uh, I've heard of that before, but that's within uh, within the Belbin team. Uh, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I can't remember. There may have been multiple activities that we we put together. Can't remember the terminology of them. Right. That's because I'm red. You need to ask a blue person what the title of the activity was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the pro- the problem that the problem that we have is uh, is we're of the same colour, um, so I, uh, I I'm certainly not a complete finisher um, on on a Belbin survey. I'm uh, I'm what's known as a shaper, um, and I do get bored very quickly once the initial fascination has passed. There's no question about that. Um, but then, uh, but then also, when it comes to the Myers Briggs, you know, the frustration that uh, that I can feel when people are wanting all of the detail, and actually, I'm like, right, yeah, I've got, I've got the principle. Let's move on. Um, it can, it can create some very awkward dynamics within um, within a team, which I guess is down to how that's then managed to to try and bring that together. Because clearly, you need all of these different types. To ensure that you, you know you've completed, so using the game that you were, the, the the task that you were set to create this game, you know, it, it, had you have stopped at the or had the the project have stopped when you'd finished what you were doing, probably nobody would have understood what they get how they played the game anyway because there'd be no instructions. Though, Absolutely. Said, so. Absolutely. <clears throat> so yeah, there is there is an importance uh, for uh, or to have these different character types within a, within a team. Yeah, and it helps with uh, recruiting. I'm recruiting for a vacancy uh, at the moment and, and understanding the whole dynamic. And that person's going to be responsible for about, including apprentices, 15 people they'll, they'll need to manage. So having right. somebody who can vary the management styles and communication, whatever, it's really key part of the of the recruitment uh, process, getting the right person in. Yeah, and they, I guess there's another challenge. And again, these are con- these are conversations maybe for uh, maybe for another podcast. But there's also the challenge that you tend to recruit uh, in you know in the vision of yourself, or you know you tend to recruit people that you can relate to. Um, and let's face it, a business full of uh, full of red people or shape or, or shapers in uh, in the Belbin world that wouldn't be a great place to be. Yeah. Not a great place to be at all. You're suggesting that's why we don't work together anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't like to comment. To be fair, um, I'd like to think it's uh, circumstances and situations that that have uh, that have driven us apart, so to speak. <laughs> so, Glenn, great to talk to you. Uh, thanks for that. I'm um, I'm sure there's uh, there's some relatable information um, and comments in there that other people uh, that other people will recognise. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Come back another time for more management ramblings.